So, 200th episode, uh, let's get mm. the feedback out of the way, because we're not going to do feedback, are we? No, no, we're going to talk about how great we are. Okay. Oh, well, excellent. Great. So, how great we are. <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry. So, <laughs> so, let's just do this one from Vicky. Vicky yeah. said this. Hi, guys. I've accidentally found a way you could monetize the podcast. On a weekend away last Saturday, we were staying in accommodation where everyone had their own little room in a hostel. This was massively appreciated by most of the other women I was with, but not by me as weirdly, although I am a competent adult in most areas of life, I get really nervous sleeping on my own. To help me relax, I thought I'd listen to the latest episode. Within minutes, I drifted off into a calm and relaxed sleep. In the middle of night, there was a noise on the street which woke me up. Felt a bit anxious again, so went back to start of the podcast to listen to it properly. And it happened again, straight to sleep. Loads of people pay decent monthly subscriptions for apps and gadgets to cure their insomnia. Guys, you're sitting on a gold mine. Some Vicky. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, what were you saying? Nothing, really. Welcome, everybody. Oh, I've hit the thing. Welcome, everybody. Oh, great slick start for our special edition. To the 200th episode. Episode 200 of the Mid-Faith Crisis podcast. Or the Mid-Faith Crisis sleep app. Yeah, yeah, indeed. (laughs) Vicky, you're not the first person to say they find it incredibly helpful to get to sleep by listening to our podcast. And you won't be the last. (laughs) Frankly, I struggle to stay awake during it. Um, Yeah, 200 episodes. Wow. (laughs) It's extraordinary. Isn't it? We're going to come on to this in a minute, obviously. It's a big shock, I'll be honest. It, it, we, we, we've sort of been thinking about it for a long time or noticing it was coming close, but yes. actually hadn't really done anything about it. And, no. um, and and I've only just done something about it, but it's a bit rubbish. But anyway. Um, <laughs> so so this, is a, this is an episode which is, I suppose, going to be slightly self-referential because it's going to be about, about the podcast, really. It um, is. Yeah. Mm. But before that, I think it'd be worthwhile finding out how how my fellow co-host, a man called Joe Davis, who I haven't actually introduced, is doing. I know, rude. <laughs> Thank you, Nick Page, established author. Um, so, uh, uh, well, yes, good. Thank you. I love the sunny weather at the weekend. I was down in the New Forest. I did the tall trees walk. Let me tell you, my friend, I was looking at bullfinches, a pair of firecrests. I saw wow. red starts. Oh, it was just heavenly. So, I mean, that put me in a very good mood, uh, which sustained me through getting absolutely soaked in the uh, thunderstorm the other day. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that was good. Uh, yeah. Which, yeah, oh, well, I'll come back to that. Uh, by the way, I listened to that Paul Merson programme uh, that you mentioned, The Walk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was incredible. It was powerful, wasn't it? Beautiful. Yeah. Do you know what? It's so. There's just something about seeing someone being so honest about their Mm. weaknesses. It's very, very powerful, isn't it? It's a very curious thing, that programme, because as we said, uh, for those of you who weren't with us for that episode, um, people. It's a BBC programme. People just basically go for a walk with a selfie stick. Yeah. And they record their thoughts. Mm. And what's really interesting about it, I think, is how. 
you know, it's as if they don't notice. <laughs> it's as if they're not aware that the whole thing is being filmed. They just yes, open yeah, up. It's, yeah. it's, I, I love that series. It's great. No. And it's like prayer going on. It's like people praying, effectively. Yeah, anyway. it is. And then, yeah, I mean, speaking of thunderstorms, here's the thing. I put my runner beans out. Uh the day before the massive thunderstorms with hail and everything that came oh, and well. wrecked them. So I'm growing some oh, new no. plants now because that was a big mistake. Horticultural Armageddon, I'm calling it. <laughs> really? <laughs> I hope that's not overstating it. <laughs> no, no, this seems very mild for just losing a few wannabes. Seems but, entirely justified. But other than that, all is well. <laughs> How are you? I'm good, yes. At a birthday weekend. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Um, and here's the thing. So Claire, the woman to whom I am married, mm. um, had booked us tickets for a concert. Right? Okay. A jig. And uh, it was a band. They're a French sextet. I have to be careful how to say that. Mm. Uh, six six singers. They're a choral band. They're, all they do is vocals and some drums. Okay. And they sing in the language of Occitan, which is a sort of French-Spanish kind of mix, a medieval language. Of course they do. So, you know, that is the kind of music my wife loves, basically. Nothing says happy 61st birthday (laughs) than a French sextet singing in an ancient language, in my opinion. Exactly. I have to say, (laughs) it was absolutely stunning, and I'll put a link in to some of her stuff on YouTube. Yeah, no, it is amazing. The, the, The technique, the sound... Oh, it was amazing. It was up in London. So we had to go all the way up to London, to King's Cross, to see it. Okay. And on the way back, I thought, well, I'll just check, you know, if they're touring elsewhere in the UK and, you know, maybe Mm. mention it to listeners. And I discovered that they'd actually played in Oxford the previous night. (laughs) (laughs) They'd only done two UK gigs. (laughs) One six miles from me, the other in London. And we'd gone to the London one. Of course he had. So, but that was lovely. And then I had a nice weekend, went out for pub lunch, saw some art exhibitions by friends of ours. They have a big thing in Oxfordshire called Art Weeks where loads of artists oh, yeah. um, exhibit their work. And that was did, you, did you have any nice cards? <laughs> I did have good. some cards. Yes, well, I had good. one from you that was, you'd even bongoed it yourself. <laughs> I did. So right. <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> you can always rely on my co-host for the rudest card that I get. Um, yeah, it's lovely. And uh, yeah, went out in the Cotswolds and England. England just looks so beautiful at the weekend. It's so stunningly yeah. beautiful. And I fell in love with it again. Good. Um, isn't it? Me yeah. too. Mm. Yeah. No, I understand. It's a great place. I mean, other countries are available, but, you know. Hmm. Indeed. We're the best. Anyway, look. <laughs> he said with that with that air of missional imperialism that we so love. <laughs> it's it's served us so well throughout history and around the world. Yeah. Royal Britannia. People love us. Um two hundredth episode. Oh gosh. We started this thing mm. on the fourteenth of October two thousand and sixteen. We did. You know, getting on for six years ago, five and a half years ago. Um, who'd have thunk? Exactly. Who'd have thunk? So, I mean, 200 episodes. Cue wild celebrations.
<laughs> oh, that was wild. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't have a we don't have a big budget. I'll be honest. <laughs> and uh, we decided we would celebrate it properly, so we're drinking. We are yes, drinking. We are, and and we're recording in the evening because of that. Yes. Yeah, so and what are you drinking? Well, I am drinking uh, probably my favourite glass of red wine, which is a Spanish uh, Garnacha called Aragonia. Mm. There you are. You asked. You don't look that impressed, but that's what I'm thinking. Well, it sounds like a plant, doesn't it? It's absolutely delicious. So, Oh, excellent. Thank you and cheers. And congratulations, Nick, on putting up with me for 200 episodes. Well, that's why I'm drinking something a lot stronger. (laughs) What are you drinking? So I am drinking a Negroni. You are? My favourite tipple. Oh! Yeah. (laughs) So uh, gin, vermouth, Campari, slice of something. happy 200th joe what a joy i know how extraordinary well Mm. we didn't want the listeners to think we weren't doing anything so here we are having a little tipple yes so we're going to talk about the podcast this episode and and reflect on 200 episodes how Mm. how do you describe it these days to people where you say to people i I do a podcast what do you oh yeah I say it's quite niche. <laughs> do you? That's what I say. Yeah, I do. But the curious thing is that it, it's it's much less niche than it used to be. I mean, you know, in the sense that although we joke about having 17 listeners, the truth is we have a lot more than 17 listeners. Yeah, we're, we're way up in the 30s now. We've kept that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big niche is what we've got, actually. We have a significant niche. So, yeah... Um, what would you say it's about, though, I suppose, is what I, these I, days? I think I think I describe it a similar way in terms of it's for people who are perhaps questioning faith, struggling with faith and church mm. and life and just, you know, are are wanting a place to explore the questions they have. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I always describe it as a, a podcast for everyone who's ever asked, is that it? Yeah. Uh, you know, is this it? Is this it? And also for... For a lot of people who are sort of clinging on to church by their fingernails. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's that kind of podcast. Yeah. Many of whom are leading the churches as well. <laughs> Interestingly enough. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, so it, I don't think it's changed in that sense. Um, the name, I suppose, I, I wonder sometimes whether we would have called it something different had we known yes. it was going to go on exactly. for six years. This would so, have because... done for like maybe, you know, 20 episodes. Yeah. And then you call it something else. Because <laughs> it's you know it's a long it's a long running crisis, but I, I suppose that's the the thing. It's a place you live really now, isn't it? I, I think I think that's uh, that's really the kind of thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, it has gone on a long time, and we have had a lot of listeners uh, with us from from really the beginning, and a lot of people corresponding yes. from uh, right God at the beginning. Bless you. Yeah, and curiously enough, I have um, well, I have a letter here, an email. From a long-time correspondent, she hasn't been in touch for a while, uh, which I thought I'd read out. Oh, wonderful. Um, this is from This is from our friend Ethel. Um, <laughs> for those of you who don't know Ethel, I'll put a little link in the, in the show notes to, uh, to um, some of her best moments. But she, she hasn't actually written in for quite a while. I no, think since we, about we, 18 months ago or something. We've all um, been largely. wondering what's happened to her. Mm. Yeah, we ran out of jokes, that's why. But yeah, anyway, exactly. she's, she's written in now. <laughs> anyway, this is a lovely letter. Um, it's, uh, it's, it says, Dear Reverend and Mrs. Davis, I'm sorry that I've not written to you for a long time. The truth is that I've been having a crisis of faith. Hmm. That may shock you, but even a godly woman like myself has questions. 
Recently I've been struggling with unanswered prayer, specifically my daily fervent petition that God might visit you both with his nurturing wrath and stop this heretical drivel. I have prayed this weekly for six years now, but 200 episodes later you remain completely unwrothed. I struggle to understand this. I suppose we must be patient. God, like my mobility scooter, moves in a mysterious way. (laughs) And since doubt is obviously a sign of sin and general unelectedness, I take refuge in the words of one of my favourite childhood choruses, which goes, God Almighty, he's all smitey. You may gloat, but you will be smote. (laughs) Talking of songs... The second incident that has shaken me is that here in Upper Ramsbottom, we've had a split in our tabernacle. Painful. Unbeknownst to us, the stone the heathen tabernacle of grace was harbouring a snake in the grass in the very unserpent-like form of Brother Bernard, who shocked us all by whipping out his trombone during a hymn and making some very unholy noises. Admittedly, not all of these were the trombone. Brother Bernard has a number of medical conditions, but it was distressing all the same. Fortunately, some of the emergency deacons wrestled him to the ground, during which his instrument was bent, and the trombone wasn't looking too healthy either. (laughs) Needless to say, we had to halt the service for an official godly rebuking session, and we haven't had one of those since Sister Dorothy did the flower arrangement with the curiously shaped vegetables. Brother Bernard was disfellowshipped. It's always painful when one of the elect falls in this way, or as we call it, suffers from electile dysfunction. But far from being <laughs> shamed into holiness, he has started a breakaway congregation, which he has called Trombones for Jesus. Even worse, it meets in the church hall because we forgot when we expelled him that he was the only one with the key. Yours, electedly, <laughs> Ethel sad old person, bracket misses. So there oh. we go. <laughs> Thank you, Ethel. Lovely to hear from her. What a what a comeback email that was from Ethel. <laughs> <laughs> Electile dysfunction. You say. It happens to a lot of Calvinists, I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> I think you can get tablets for it, I'm not sure. Oh dear. Well thank you. Anyway, look, Ethel was a key part of uh, our early podcasts and it's nice to have her back. And we thought that what we would do uh, to to really fill this episode, do something interesting, was we'd actually <laughs> re-listen to episode number one, uh, which I don't know about you, but I haven't listened to since it was put out. No, I haven't. I, I don't listen to old episodes for obvious reasons of taste and, uh, you know, just not wanting to make myself feel ill. But, you know, so we listened to it and he- here... We did. Here, let me play a little clip. Here is how it started. Good. Uh, welcome to Mid-Faith Crisis, a new podcast about... Mid and faith and crisis. I don't really know what this is about yet. So <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. It's a, it's a great start. I think it's a professional start. And that's what we want. Who are you? My, who am I? My name's Nick Page. Uh, I'm a writer, uh, speaker, human being, follower of Jesus ish. Anyway, uh, yes, that's what I do. I write books and, and do all that kind of stuff. And in that case, who are you? Uh, disgraced Pastor uh, Joe Davis. Disgraced. <laughs> Very good. And disgraceful Pastor. Yes, Joe thank you. Well. Thank so you. I like to think yeah. you're, you're keeping that going. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, um, I'm actually an ordained Baptist minister. I, I've been pastoral ministry probably about 25 years, one way or another. And um, being a local celebrant, doing lots of funerals and the odd wedding or two. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, 
a podcast about our own experiences and also we hope about uh, that we'll connect into other people's experiences as well about what it is to sort of be Christian to um, be a disciple today and all those issues but I mean I think we should just start with this this episode really you know what do we, what do we mean by mid-faith crisis what what is a mid-faith crisis, well, Jack? Well, uh, gratuitously stolen, of course, from midlife crisis, but it seemed to me there were real parallels between what a lot of my friends were experiencing in their lives, but also with the faith journey, and uh, I know that's an overused word. So there we go. Uh, that's a li- I won't play any more of it. You can, it's still available. People can listen to it if they want. Um, mm, we were so young. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It, it sounded, sounded like it was recorded in a toilet, um, yes, <laughs> it was actually your your uh, dining room, wasn't it? It was, yeah. And I sw- yeah. swear, at one point, I could hear the freezer buzzing. I'm not sure. Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you. Um, but I thought well, I took comfort in the fact that some things are unchanging in a changing world. You know, mm. some things are true and unchanging, and one is the rubbish opening to these yes. podcasts. Yes, isn't it incredible? <laughs> It's true. It was utterly hopeless, and it's remained that way ever since. And I'm I'm proud of that. Um, I know. It got into content very quickly, didn't it? It was no mucking about. No, how are you? Well, the, no, none of that. No. Well, the thing is, back then we had a vague, clear ideas about what we wanted to talk about, and like I say, we had at most ten episodes, yeah, I think, yeah, of yeah, content, and then we assumed it would, you know, probably wrap up. But then we invited listeners to write in. And here we are 200 episodes later. <laughs> so in a way, it's their fault. I, exactly. Mm. You've got no one to blame but yourselves. <laughs> it's your own, it's your time, own time you're wasting. You're wasting. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We've been married we, to We you. have. We have. <laughs> uh, I, I was also glad to see that the innuendo was still present. Um, you know, there was a bit in it when I talked about you in, you know, I say at one point you're in church and you're having these feelings, which... Uh, yes. um, so that's been another constant. Um what did you like? I mean, the content I thought was still holds up in a way, you know, in terms of yeah. what we're talking about. Yes, yeah, yeah, I, yes, I, I think so as well. I mean, I, I noticed it was as uh, polished as ever mm. <laughs> the entire episode. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think that stuff still, you know, we talked about stages of faith. We took, we sort of defined a bit more what a mid faith crisis was, and and I, 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 I suspect that um, that stuff still holds. And uh, and certainly from the people I'm talking with and and newer people I talked with that 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 stuff's still good. Mm. I think the stuff about needing to talk about our narratives of God and all that sort of stuff is quite important. So yeah, yeah. Ooh. Thank you for that. What what did you just do? I just hit some metal thing. If you mean that noise. Oh look. Says the man who has, you know, wolves hunting in the background more often than not. And I said, no, I don't accept this. That doesn't change either. You in the extraneous background noises. It's the freezer all over again. Anyway, um, yeah. So what for you um, have been the high points, do you think, of the, the podcast? What have you really enjoyed about doing it? Um, well, I mean, not to put too fine a point on it. I quite like spending time with you. That's fine. Um, nice. That's been good. Likewise. No, I do. I do. When you think about it, how many hours? Is, I mean, it equates to more than 200 hours, doesn't it? I mean, oh, that's easily. community service, however you look at it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's all the other times we get together in front of the magistrates and all that. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's been great. I mean, we've had some great interviews, haven't we? Jill Rowe, yeah. uh, Steve Short, you interviewed Adrian Plass, Jeff Lucas, Brian McLaren. There's been loads. Of, yeah, there's yeah. been loads of great. Oh, meeting listeners. Um, you know, sometimes they've come down to Worthing. That's been wonderful. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's been great. You've done that. That's really interesting. I mean, obviously, I haven't replied to but anybody. Of course, or, you know. But uh, no, actually, because we have, because we put on events. That was one yes. of the things. Oh, and, hasn't that been? And I yet? never expected to, uh, <laughs> you know, host mid faith crisis events, and you know, to to yeah. have weekends, and and we've got one couple of weeks time, Lee Abbey, you know, yeah. to to be doing that. That's been quite remarkable, and it's been an absolute thrill to to meet people. Oh, it really has. Yeah. So mm. there's that real sense, I think, for me, of a uh, a community um, here. Yeah. I never really expected um, expected that to happen. Um, mm. I've I've enjoyed our themes actually. I've enjoyed that thing. Oh yes, that, you know how yeah. that's, and we need to kind of pick up on those really because my sort it out theme is going tremendously well in some respects and tremendously badly in others. But uh, you know, that's that's <laughs> that's a nice thing. And hearing what other people are doing, um, yes, in the year, that's yeah. that's great. Um, no, that has been good. Yeah, you're right. What about what you've learned over, you know, five and a half years of doing this yes i think um i well i think i was probably more in mid-faith crisis back yeah, then yeah. than i am now i mean i genuinely am experiencing a bit more serenity <laughs> uh to refer back to my theme uh for the year so i i think that's that's definitely uh true i, I you know that i feel more settled in in what i don't know and I feel more settled in not needing to know. Yes. Because I can't know. So, you know, the idea of God being a being versus God being the ground of being, that, that idea has really settled in my soul. And um, I'm still happy to refer to God as if God is a being because that's how most people do it. And you mm. can come over as a bit of a whatever, bongos, if you um, want to keep tripping people up. Uh, by saying, oh, no, God is not like that. You know, I don't I, I'm really happy for people to believe what they believe about God. But I, I'm feeling far more settled in how I see the divine, mm-hmm. not as as something out there, but something ever present and and even within me uh, and within all things the the panentheist approach, as we've tried to describe it uh, several times, I seem to recall. So that's yeah, I think that's been good and not. Yeah, just not as anxious about um, not being an expert on God. Mm. I mean, I, I, I think perhaps not being a church leader helps with that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But how arrogant to have ever thought that you would be. I mean, I hope I, I didn't. But, you know, I suppose you do think if you're the minister of a church, you, you really ought to know this stuff. Whereas now I'm really happy going, do you know what? God's, for all my beliefs about God, is a vast mystery. And mm. that's okay. And um, and and it's it's perfectly okay to engage in conversations that, you know, discuss the weird and wonderful aspects of the divine, and that's mm. okay. Yeah. How about you? Well, I I mean, yeah, I think I've learnt loads really because, you know, I've learnt. I hope you won't allow that incessant barking to continue <laughs> on our podcast. Would you? Would you? Would you and the listeners uh, excuse me just for a moment? Uh, right, I just calmed him, like, 
Responses of a CC approach didn't work. Anyway, um, you know, uh, yeah, I think I've learned loads of stuff. I've learned, I've learned stuff in preparing because actually some mm. some of the episodes we used to prepare <laughs> yeah. for. Yes, I remember um, that. When we we're doing particular themes, I think we did a three parts, didn't we, about the the, the cross, the and cross, that yeah, kind of stuff. That was great. We did stuff mm. on hell, and that completely changed actually my theology. Um, mm. Well, not completely, but it it confirmed a change of my theology, yeah. I suppose. Um, so I've learned a lot of that stuff, and I think I've learnt I've learnt a lot about different approaches. I've learnt the importance of things like paying attention, just looking mm. around. I've learnt from yeah. you more about sort of a, a love of nature. Although, mm. unlike you, I don't do the dancing and uh, <laughs> the inappropriate things. Um, but I, but I, you know, I've learnt all that. I've I've learnt I think that God is. Is fantastically present in the everyday details of our lives, in the conversations. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. And so much more present than we think. And that old idea of, you know, here's we're doing holy stuff and then we're going to do yeah. everyday stuff. Yeah. You can almost reverse it in a way because I think uh, I felt God's presence much more in in conversations and in the, the sadnesses and the joys and mm. those things. That's really interesting. Yeah. And I think I've, like you, I've learned a bit of serenity, not as much as I want, but I think particularly, I remember asking you quite early on in 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 the podcast about dealing, as it were, with people who disagree with you after speaking. Hmm. Yeah. And I genuinely don't get into those arguments anymore. And I don't care about hmm. those arguments anymore. Hmm. Because I think the whole thing about those theological arguments is, you know, when they're done for point scoring or for victory they don't lead anywhere and and yeah. i was doing that as well i'm not saying that yeah, that yeah. was just that person you know i think i was was trying to yeah. win people over and i i don't mind mm. anymore really yeah that's great yeah i mean I, I think one of the things that has changed in me and the podcast has certainly helped me just totally disband any remnant sacred secular divide because i think part of part of the um experiences of those you know back in crisis is they just can't make the link between this sort of religious yeah. almost hobby you know of going to church yeah. and perhaps attending a small group and the rest of their life and now it, it, now i genuinely do believe that every aspect of my life is is sacred and i think one of the things that's changed what that has meant is our home here has has become our church building um you know last night we had friends over you know one of the guys have not you know, a Christian or whatever language you want to give that. I, you know, I just don't divide the world up into Christian. Those people who are Christians and those who aren't anymore. But you know, it was a, a beautiful human being, mm. and you know, we had a lovely meal together. Soul Place will meet there tomorrow night. We will, you know, break bread and drink wine and remember. For us, one of the really important aspects of that remembering is that Christ is constantly present with us, and mm. you know, when we remember that first meal in the upper room and Jesus breaking bread. I think what's so important about that is he was assuring his disciples he's always with them. And uh, that, you know, the Christ is present with us here uh, now. And tending the garden even is, you know, with with the divine and an opportunity to experience the divine. And vacuuming the house before people arrived last night, even that was a sacred activity because cleaning up preparing for people so yeah i think i think that's been 
so helpful just mm. to see all of life as this sacred activity and a gift and precious and grace and yeah so let's think about what's changed outside of the podcast over uh the last sort of five and a half six years <laughs> and and whether what's different now i was sort of thinking about this and i think one of the things is that you know i think covid has obviously come along I don't know mm. if you noticed that. Was that that nasty bug that mm. was going around? It was, and uh, but uh, we parted through it like so many people, um, you know. But and we took full responsibility. We for did, it and as we well. were humbled. We were humbled. We took full responsibility because the great thing about that is there's no consequences. <laughs> so that's super, isn't it? <laughs> it's very helpful. Um, anyway, look, leaving this politics aside, you know, I think. What's happened is that that kind of change that people were, were experiencing, people, you know, we, we started this podcast because we were aware. I was one of the things that I was concerned about was so many friends and people I met were mm. Christians who no longer went to church. Yeah. And, um, you know, as I've often said, the fastest growing denomination in the UK is Christians who don't go to church anymore. Yeah, sure. And COVID has just accelerated that to me. It's just like it's not... Mm change that it's that it, what it gave was a, it gave that experience to a whole load of new people who had previously yeah. been on rotors been all this yeah, you know sure. up to their necks in, in church stuff on a sunday and suddenly weren't and discovered yeah. the joy of that yeah and so i don't actually think the church is going to be the same now i thought the church would bounce back but i don't know if the church is going to be the same i i'm i think and i'm hearing this from various sort of clergy and people I'm in touch with I think that actually church at home the kind of church that you do mm. in a table fellowship kind of stuff as they mm. call it will become yeah. much more recognized and much more um, sort of part of the church experience for people and I think that's got to be a good thing actually I think it's got to be a good thing really yeah I think it does and whether it's official or unofficial or whatever it's, it's not it's not what labels other people give it it's mm. just being true and authentic and all the rest of it. There's a thing about technology that I think we have to deal with. You know, there's, um, you know, we've had the, the sort of advances of, if you like, of Zoom and and yeah. uh, hybrid church and you know, church on on YouTube mm. streaming, and I think that's great for many people who can't get to church. But actually, I think it it again plays into something that we were always concerned about with the podcast, which is how do you do community when you've when you've stop to yeah. being part of a community yeah because we all need community and so how do you actually do that um and i still don't think that you know a youtube streaming event is a substitute for for that really mm. yeah is that because you need a hug be honest i i, I just need that physical <laughs> contact that you offer so often <laughs> whether or not i want it um I think the other thing I'm hearing actually within churches, mainstream churches, is a, an increasing um, emphasis on discipleship, a realisation that yeah, discipleship is really great. where it's at. Yeah, and that was one of the key messages. I think we started off the podcast thinking that's what we want to try and recover. So, yeah, that's, that, that is encouraging. Well, a lot of our background was in the Renovare uh, Institute yeah. and your work yeah. for Renovare and um, that kind of stuff, which is obviously, obviously all about discipleship and i do think that remains core and that will remain a big part of i think what i want to talk about and you know 
uh, yeah. uh, the podcast we'll talk about, I think, in the future. Me too. And and so therefore, theological sort of pontificating about who is Jesus and why is the Son of God mm. and all this mm. sort of thing. And so it's, it's like, I don't find that very interesting. I I don't think Jesus finds that very interesting. Um, <laughs> if you may because, speak on his behalf. Well, because, <laughs> and I think I can. Uh, <laughs> because... Jesus never asked anyone to worship him. Mm. You know, I know we've said this a thousand times on the podcast. He asked people, he invited people to follow him. And it's much easier to worship him and sing songs about how glorious and how lovely he is and all the rest of it and how great his name is and all the rest of it. But the the issue is, you know, can you love your enemies? Can mm. you forgive people? Can you, can you walk the way Jesus, you, you know... And walked and handled people and handled difficulties and tensions and good intentioned people giving him bad advice and can you stay true to the call of God on your life? I mean that's that's where the real action is. <laughs> yeah. Not spending hours debating what was going on across. I think there's a place for that. I you know, I'm not dismissing it. I just don't think it's the really important stuff. Well I, I think the it's what where it leads you is the issue it's always the mm. issue what is it how does it leave you as a person does it mm. leave you a a more christ-like person that kind of discussion yeah. or does yeah. it actually make you just angry at the person who disagrees with you and want to, yeah. to as ethel would put it smite them or worse still more righteous more more yeah, confident yeah. of your own right opinions and that's yeah. a fairly obnoxious place to be as well <laughs> yeah but i am right <laughs> yeah no i think i so for me that the the issue of discipleship i think has come really uh back to the fore and and really what that looks like in a in a modern uh context you know what is it because i think actually also we've tended to view discipleship as as, as a set of sort of holy actions yeah whereas i think it's it's about holiness in life really it's about a broader thing it's about it's applied to a lot mm. more so what is it you know what does what does a disciple look like out on, for example, on a walk? You know what does that? How yeah. does that work? Um, and I, lo I love Trevor, uh, Trevor as um, view on this that it's it's friendship with God, mm. friendship with the divine. That's a that's a lovely way of framing it, I think. So yeah, good stuff. So uh, to to me that that remains core, and the idea of community remains core. And I think I'm really interested to see how that's going to be worked out in in the next few years i think because i think di discipleship is not a solitary um process i mean i think it's it has to be worked out in community yeah i, I that, that much we do agree on mm. when there's so much we don't that we are agreed <laughs> on no exactly we need other people to help us it's really i mean yeah, yeah it's really hard to do it on your own funnily enough there yeah. isn't really much we disagree on is there i mean we sound like there is but there isn't really it's just that there's a couple of small details which mean you're going to hell and I'm not. Yes, I mean, apart from that minor yeah. <laughs> difference. They're very tiny, but they're so, so important, I think. <laughs> well, listen, we are so... We, should we wrap this thing up? I think we should, yeah, because I've got, I've got halfway through this and I haven't had anything to eat and life is <laughs> getting tricky. So thanks for indulging us, everyone. For this episode mm. it is it was actually quite fascinating for us to go back and listen to episode one we are in awe of our wonderful listeners who you know keep writing in and 
And many is the time we thought, we really should wrap this up now, but you've kept us going. And we will stop. We promise we will stop when you've had enough of us. Uh, (laughs) In true sort of Oscar style kind of thing, we have a list of people that we'd like to thank. I'd like to start by thanking everyone who emails in. Yes. Because you do keep us going. And, um, you know, you're almost always very nice. Uh, mm. you know and, yes. and and always thought provoking so that's that's lovely Absolutely. thank you yeah thank and and all those who've listened to us from the beginning i oh, mean God. wow yeah you 17 people are amazing <laughs> and deluded yeah. <laughs> yes uh we want to thank everyone who's helped us practically we've had a lot of practical help actually along yeah. the way and i'd like to particularly thank claire uh Jeffers, who helped us set up the the weekend that yeah. we did, and and who generally, you know, is, keeps a detailed eye on things. Yeah, Lisa gave us ha- yeah, hands as yeah. well, and she baked us a cake yeah. for our first anniversary. So, oh, yeah, yeah, and, and people some send us stuff. People. It's lovely. So thank you for oh, everyone who helps thank us. You. That's lovely. Yeah, all those who come to meet me or us. Indeed, because oh. you have met with one or two people, haven't you? Let's face it. Well, so. on the events, yeah, and and thank you, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, that's yeah. lovely. Um. Also, everyone who recommends us, I've heard, you know, quite a lot of people have said to me, oh, so-and-so recommended your podcast to me. I mean, they, they don't go on listening yeah. to it, obviously, because they've got <laughs> taste. But, uh, but um, no, that's really helpful. And that grows the audience. And, uh, and, and I'm not into audience growing for its own sake. I'm just into connecting with people who feel like yeah. there's nobody else like, the, exactly. like me out there. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's so key. And on that note, when we started, we... You know, we we funded the whole thing ourselves. We so believed in it. <laughs> we were very earnest, weren't we? And we never thought for one second when we put up a little PayPal link on our page yeah. that anyone would actually give to us. But, man, has that been helpful. So thank you. So everyone who's ever given a one-off gift, who gives a, a regular gift, we're so grateful to you. Thank you so much for that. And if you don't have a PayPal account and you'd like to pay directly into our offshore account <laughs> <laughs> wait then, then send an email wait i didn't know we had an offshore account oh no no we haven't yeah okay fair enough <laughs> send an email to joe at midfaithcrisis.org we can furnish you with our mr and mrs bank account the bank really did seem to think we were married oh yeah that is something we have <laughs> set up we set up a bank account and i found i was married to joe for heaven's sake <laughs> that's brilliant um so all those people, uh, there's some more people we should thank, uh, people we've yeah. interviewed, all the people we've interviewed, oh, we yes, mentioned incredible. those earlier, they've been great. Um, but I suppose we should thank people we've stolen off. Yes, indeed. You there's know. been so many. George yeah. MacDonald particularly and uh, Fluffy, Fluffy Raw. Fluffy Raw. Fluffy Raw. For all, all the, the quotes. quotes. Yeah. Incredible yeah. number of quotes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I suppose yeah. most of all, our, our long-suffering partners. Rachel and Claire um, thank you very much not that Claire will hear this of course (laughs) thanks Rach (laughs) and uh, yeah thank you everybody thank you for listening and we will be back with you next week stay with us because I'm pretty sure there's at least four more to come I would have said so (laughs) tops thanks everyone have a great week 